Hey everybody, we are back with episode two of our special podcast in our series, You, Me, and God. Uh, my name is Tom, this is Carrie, and our special guest today is my wife, Sarah. She's so happy to be here in front of the camera for all to see. <laughs> Thank you for coming. So we are, uh, You, Me, and God is a series on the Enneagram and um, the tool that we're using uh, to not only understand other people better, but, if, but understand ourselves better, maybe most importantly, um, because that's the way we relate to other people and to God. Mm -hmm. And so that's the point. And Carrie, you kicked us off this week and yeah. we started with our first number, the Enneagram number nine. Yes. And I know I talked about how I think my husband is a nine. And after the message, I know we had some discussions around what that looks like for him. And I know he is thankful that you're here and not him because he does not want the spotlight either. <laughs> right. But So Sarah is here as our nine guest uh, today, and we just want to talk through it. Um, and so, Carrie, I'm just going to throw it back to you and just maybe just kind of give us a little bit of a description of like what the nine is, and then we'll talk and, and see how that plays out for you in, in real life. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So the quick overview is that the nine is sort of the peacemaker, um, the mediator. They are the ones who are adaptable and agreeable and on the outside, they just seem to get along with everyone. And one way to think about that is kind of the chameleon. Like they tend to um, take on other people's priorities and opinions and um, defer to other people. So if you ask them where they want to go to eat, they're probably going to say, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Um, and they do this partly because they want to they want to keep peace and they want to keep conflict away from themselves. And they also tend to have some anger inside, but they want to avoid and suppress that. So it's, it's like ends up being, <laughs> it ends up being really taxing and overwhelming and stressful, I think for nines, uh, because they spend their whole lives really trying to create this equilibrium. That's what I kind of understand. Is there something you'd want to add to that, Sarah? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is we want peace outside but also inside so I think there's a lot of like yeah like you said a lot of repression of just like pushing things down and like I don't know just a lot of things disturbing your peace or not feeling like a sense of just never feeling settled or like you know especially if it's busy or there's a lot of people or things going on um yeah there's a lot of inner turmoil going on even though the outside might seem fine and calm like inside there's a lot yeah that is an interesting distinction right so yes they're the peacemaker and they want peace on the outside and they're helpful mediators but you are like actually keying in more on you need that internally mm -hmm. for yourself in order to feel um well i guess at peace with yourself but uh, yeah, um yeah that's a really interesting kind of like dynamic with this whole with this whole number i want to say um sarah was really the one who introduced me to the enneagram and so uh, i consider you the resident expert uh, and not <laughs> not myself um so maybe um talk about how like it has affected like our home life, whether that's 
our relationship or relationship with our kids um, and like maybe how at least you see yourself in the home or potential problems with that personality or good things about that personality. I'm going to give you my microphone here. Um, so I guess I, there's always conflict in families when you bring different personalities together. Um, so I know sometimes if there's conflict even that I'm not involved with either between the kids or between you and the kids like it's really hard for me I can't just like oh he'll just deal with it um or like the kids can just work it out like I want to jump in and like fix it or mediate or like well you know explain to you like what I think they're feeling or explain to them why you're upset and I just want to like fix it so it can just go away and like everything be peaceful again. Um, and I think also, I think I really struggled with, um, toddlerhood and I think I'm seeing myself struggle with teenagers as well because, you know, thinking about it, the toddlers are like trying to figure out life and like testing and pushing the limits to try and like you know, they're, they're constantly like, I feel like it's a constant battle and struggle. That's why we say terrible twos because they're, um, you know, just trying to figure out life and where they fit in and that's not peaceful. And then teenagers, I think are trying to figure out themselves and where they fit in and who they are. And so I think there's a lot of pushback from them as well. Um, so sometimes it's just hard for me when it's not easy. Like I just want everybody to do what they need to do and just to like life to just go along happily. And, you know, when it doesn't, I really struggle with that. And again, it's that like inner peace. Yeah. Carrie, um, you already mentioned, I think your husband, Jeff is, we think a nine yes. too. So how about the same kind of like the same for you? Like how does that play out in your house and again, parenting kids, maybe any nuances to what Sarah said or anything? Yeah, I know it's interesting in a couple of these numbers, like even the difference between men and women and how that is expressed. Um, but I think Jeff is, you know, even in our parenting styles, um, we both at times will struggle to set boundaries or struggle, but I can see that maybe a little bit with him. Um, one thing Jeff has mentioned to me that even when I was starting this message, um, he'll say one thing that is really hard for him is when he feels overlooked by other people because he's, you know, nines are seen as very easygoing and, oh, they aren't going to, you know, care so much about this. So we're going to defer to someone else who has a stronger opinion. And while that's mostly true, Jeff would say that sometimes that's been hurtful because he feels like, well, now I always get overlooked because I'm seen as the one who who will just go along with it. Um, and that's so nines have opinions. So that reminds me <laughs> whenever our family does a vacation or a day trip or anything, I like to do research because again, like nines don't like decisions. So like if we're going to go somewhere or do certain things, like I want to do my research to see like, what are the best things to do in this city? What are, and so I always have this itinerary and like my ideas about like what we're going to do. And then we'll get there and the rest of my family will be like, eh, we don't want to do that. We're going to go do this instead. And I always, I'll go along with it, like fine, but I do get upset about it because 
the feeling of like being overlooked and like, well, they don't really care what I feel or what I want because they know I'll just go along. So another interesting thing, I want to give this back to you in a second. This is awkward. We'll get a third microphone in here maybe. Um, but uh, you wings, right? So everybody has wings in the Enneagram, which is one of the numbers on either side of your number. So where the nine would be there, either be an eight, which I'm going to talk about this coming Sunday or a one. Um, you would say you're a nine wing one. And partly I wonder if some of that itinerary stuff comes from that side. So actually just talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. I think my one wing definitely helps me be more organized. Um, the perfectionist or the reformer. Um, I think also sometimes with maybe making decisions, which is hard, like I said, for nine, um, the one part of me is the one that wants to like research and make sure like I'm really worried about making the right decision. So like, you know, I can't just buy something that we need online. I need to like look at all the reviews and research it all. And like, you know, I get really need to make like the right decision. So that's the like perfectionist part maybe. Sarah, I had a question circling back. Okay. I'm just going to keep putting you on the spot. Um, we were talking, you were talking about relationships and, you know, maybe the family dynamic. I was curious in some of my research about like when a nine has a relationship where there's kind of ongoing conflict or um, maybe a disagreement that is not resolved easily. Do you find yourself in relationships um, like pulling back from situations or people that, that create ongoing stress or how, how have you approached relationships when there's that ongoing tension? Yeah, I think I definitely will pull back if there's drama or conflict or, you know, just try and stay out of it. Um, the thing with a nine is I think we really avoid it at all costs unless it's something that we really strongly believe in, I think there sometimes comes a point where like the nine can be really aggressive and like stand up, like it gets to that like boiling point. So, um, and sometimes that seems counterintuitive, like it doesn't make sense for a nine to be strong and stand up for themselves. So it depends on what it is. If it's like a social justice, something that the nine really cares about, they will get involved. Um, and often it's something that has to do more with other people than themselves. So like if they feel like someone else, you know, is not being treated fairly or something, but if it's just like normal everyday conflict, they, you know, I feel like usually will pull back or if it's somebody that just demands a lot, there's a lot of attention or a lot of neediness or something. And it just feels overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, then I, I think <laughs> like family conflict, Slow, I'm walk just away. like, leave me out of it, like back up. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> don't get me involved. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of did sense. Did that answer your question? It did. It did. Thank you. Okay. Um, so talk about how, you're doing a lot of talking today. Um, talk about how as a nine, um, that has helped or hurt your spiritual walk, your spiritual journey. Um, yeah, sure. And maybe even from the standpoint of um, maybe methods or approaches you've found 
helpful or most meaningful to you in connecting with God? Um, so I think a positive for nine, or at least what I've seen in my life, and I know we've talked about this, where I, I feel like I don't ever really have doubts. Like my faith is just, it's just there and it's always there. And it's not like if something bad happens or I like, I don't feel like I have ups and downs. It's just kind of like, yes, I have a relationship with God and it's just there. It's, you know, I never have to question it or doubt it. And I don't feel like I have to understand everything about God. I feel like it's okay that I can just be like, well, I don't really have an answer to this question and I'm okay with that. And someday when I meet God, I'll figure it out and I'll find out. Um, so really I yeah. hold your thought, but okay. like, I, I know like nines, especially like in, in Kron and Stabil's book, they talk about how they will, um, fall asleep to their feelings and maybe even spiritually. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it can be a bad right. thing that you just don't like, it's just there. And maybe you could fall. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but fall into a, um, a comfortable rhythm as opposed to pushing on those spiritual boundaries. Yes. And I do think it's very easy for a nine. Yeah. Just to go along. Um, and maybe not to stop and question like, what does God want from me? What does he want me to be doing individually instead of just as a part of something else that I'm going along with? Um, and it's hard, I think, maybe harder for nine to step out and do something that's uncomfortable. You know, if I feel like God's telling me to talk to this person or to do this thing that's not in my comfort zone, I'm going to back away from that because I just want to go along and be comfortable. Um, so I do think that's a challenge where, and maybe it goes back to the nine feeling like I'm not that important, which sounds bad, but it's not necessarily, it's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, the add on or whatever. Um, and like, well, God doesn't really want anything from me. Like he just wants me to be faithful. And, you know, so that question of like, is God telling you to do something or to step out in faith? And are you mm. open to that or looking for that or listening for that? Mm. And I know you, um, you like to be out in nature I and do. go on hikes, which I hate by the way. Actually, I'm coming around. I'm, I'm we're going to do some hiking yeah. this summer. Although it is. Yes. <laughs> I know we've talked about this. Being in nature is definitely where I feel closest to God, where I feel his presence the most, or even feel like I can pray easiest is if I'm like walking in the woods or even driving in my car and just like looking at the pretty trees. And, and is that because of this, the, the peacefulness or I the serenity of it? Yeah. I think it's really like, um, just the beauty and the peace in nature just to me speak volumes about who God is. Mm. Yeah. Can I add one thing there? So one thing I wanted to know is, and we, we keep saying this, but with every personality, with every number, there's strengths and weaknesses, but there's no, like, there's no one number that's got it all figured out or that's better than the others. And I would say, like, what's interesting about your number is maybe you have a tendency to see 
to like not necessarily step into things that God wants you to do because you don't see yourself as that important. But there's other numbers that we'll find out that like are afraid that if they don't do the thing, it's all going to fall apart. And that's another extreme that's that's negative because if you think everything depends on you, then you're also like trusting yourself instead of God. Um, so I don't know. I just I wanted to just make that point that. Um, it's almost like between the between those numbers then allowing ourselves to see, oh, what can I learn? The ones that have to do, do, do have a lot to learn from the nine and vice versa, you know? And again, I want to point out too, like everything we talk about in the series and with every number, we're striving for health, mm-hmm. right? So one of the, uh, and again, I think we're going to kind of keep repeating this theme. Um, one of the things we might not like our number, <laughs> We might be like, oh, I'm embarrassed about that or I'm ashamed of this or whatever. But but maybe that's because part of it is is we're just unhealthy in that area. And and the more we know about who we are, how God wired us, we can see those things easier from afar mm-hmm. and kind of say, Okay, God, help me help me walk in that. I see right. that. Like that's again, that's the the whole point. I know for me, even being married to a nine, there are times when I think I tend to put my worth in what I do or what I um, perform. And having a nine spouse is amazing because he's so supportive and he's the one that will tell me, you can sit, you can stop your love just as you are. And I was curious for you, if you've had people in your life that you're able to kind of speak encouragement or support to them because you see past, I don't know, the the need for them to like to do or to achieve or just, um, what yeah, is it like? I'm, I mean, hopefully I, I do that. Um, I don't know. Do I do that for you, honey? <laughs> like, I question? feel like, <laughs> well, we haven't talked about the perfectionist one yet, but you're very hard on yourself. And yes. I know a lot of times I'm like, you know, God's gifted you and God has put you here and like he wouldn't if you couldn't do it. And, um, yeah, that I'm like trying to encourage people like in who they are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Oh man. I mean, it's not only, I mean, it's a weekly part of our life and our conversations Mm -hmm. because often it's Sarah who has to talk me down from, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fine. It's the steady presence where I can be, all is lost. I'm no good. Mm-hmm. Um, so for sure, definitely. And let's be honest. I mean, I think with our kids, it's the same way, right? Where I can see, and we haven't talked about the one, but I, I see like the negatives first, right? And I want to kind of, whereas you temper that, or at least try <laughs> uh, to temper that. Um, I want to talk about the other thing. It's important. We talked about wings, and you're going to hear this over and over again. There's another thing called the triads. Um, um, so three numbers, three sets of uh, three, right? Um, the eights, the nines, and the ones are in the anger triad. Uh, Carrie touched on that in the beginning. Um Another thing is we go to a place in health and we go to a place when we're unhealthy. Anybody want to talk about that and what that might look like? So when you're unhealthy, where do you go and and what does that look like? I don't know if I'm an expert on this part of it, but I know nines when they're unhealthy go to a six. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where I think it's easy to let fears take over and dictate. So that's a lot of maybe the nines not doing something and that where the sloth comes in of like, well, I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to, you know, would it go out of my comfort zone because of all the bad things, all the ways it can go wrong. Um, and on, on the positive side, nines go to a three, which is the performer. Um, and I think this is where, you know, they say like nines might procrastinate or be really hard to get going on things, but once they do, they do a really good, can do a really good job. So I definitely have seen that like once I actually get going and like if I'm really into something like, you know, I, I tend to give it my all and, and do a good job on it. One other thing I was going to say is, and I've already gotten this piece of feedback, like, um, that person can't be an nine, you know, if they're, if people are exploring the Enneagram because they're not lazy, right? right? They, um, so talk about that a little bit because honestly, I remember that's what I said to you. There's no way you're a nine. Yeah. You like keeping the peace and stuff, but you're one of the hardest working people I know. So how does that play into things? Yeah. So I think, um, it's, I don't know if it's just not laziness. Like we normally think of like, oh, I just don't do anything. And, you know, I think it's more the wanting to put things off or like, um, again, just not doing things cause they're hard or because they're disruptive or they're not comfortable. Um, so it's not necessarily like, you know, I'm a slob and don't, do anything because anybody that knows me knows that's like opposite mm -hmm. from, you know. Which may be a little bit of one, two that comes into that. Right. Way. It could be some of my one yeah. wing. Um, yeah. But that's why I originally couldn't, didn't think I could be a nine because it didn't make sense. But I do see that where it's like, if it's something on my to-do list and I love my to-do list because that helps me actually get stuff done um, that I don't want to do. Like I'll do everything else first. And sometimes it's like the phone call because I hate phone calls. So I'll like let all these other things get in the way and they're all good things. And look, I cleaned the whole house and I did a load of laundry and I did all the stuff, but I didn't make the phone call because I was really just didn't want to do it. Um, yeah. And the other things that I think uh, a nine can tend to do is like the distraction element. Um, I'm reminded of that book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Is that the name of it? Oh, where yes. it's like, We just read that recently. So I do this all the time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the phone call. So on my way downstairs, oh, you know, I'm going to stop and like pick up something in this kid's room. And then, oh, the bathroom's a mess. I'm going to like touch up the bathroom. And then I'm going to go, you know, let the dog out. And I'll, I'll just let all these things and I'll do a million things. And I never make the phone call because I'm really just like not prioritizing it. So I think it's hard maybe for nines to figure out what our priorities are and to actually stick to them okay. and not to let distractions get in our way. Sure. Yeah. Kind of going along with what you talked about with you know, again, you would, you would say people might say, Oh, you can't be a nine cause you're lazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it reminds me, I, I was watching this YouTube video where this, this girl kind of went through all the numbers and like the worst things you can say to those numbers <laughs> and talking about laziness was one of the triggers for people. Yeah. Would you say that there's like a few things or even one thing that 
really bothers you to hear people say as a nine? Good question. Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, calling me lazy would definitely trigger me. And some of it's, and some of it's that little, like, I know, like in there, it's like underlying, it's actually true, which is probably why you get offended. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a or, or even like I heard someone say, like, never ask a nine to be the tiebreaker. Like, yes. because you wouldn't, right. want, that would put you in the spot where you yes. had to, you had to now pick between yes. two people. That is very or uncomfortable. Or even, um, I know maybe if you have a nine in your life and you know, like, they don't usually aren't the one driving, like, what you do. Right? So if you're like, hey, where do you want to eat? And they're like, I don't know, wherever. And you're like, no, really, where do you want to go? Like, let's make it about you. Sometimes that's, it's probably a nice gesture, but it really doesn't feel comfortable. Gotcha. Um, so a better tactic may be like giving them a nine, a couple choices. Okay. Like, well, that's hey, I could go for, you know, this or this. What do you prefer? Mm -hmm. Because then it's much easier for them to make a decision instead of like just all the options in the world. Which incidentally, yeah. back to the toddler, that's that's a strategy that works well for <laughs> yes, your toddler it does work too. Good so. with toddlers. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, um, I think that's pretty good for us. Really super helpful um, to hear feedback. And again, what we're going for is not perfection. We're we're trying to be the healthiest versions of ourselves, and it's super helpful. Um, to get a perspective of a nine around this table, right? Yeah. And I wanted to mention that I did not mention this on Sunday, but um, we're obviously, as we're going through the series, we're drawing a lot of resources from other people who have written. So we, we keep talking about Ian Cron and Susan Stabile um, and The Road Back to You, which is their book. Um, I found a book this week called The Enneagram of Parenting by Elizabeth, um, it's W-A-G-E-L-E, -E, Wagel. But I really, I found a lot of interesting um, feedback from her about when you're parenting a nine. And I, th I think that was helpful for me because I think at least one of my kids is a nine. So um, again, just want to make sure we keep giving you guys resources. Um, the other one that we found is Zach, Ty or sorry, Tyler Zach has done a whole series of um, like individual devotions for each number. And so he has the gospel for peacemakers, which is the nine. Um, and there's... I don't know, that could be something that if you identify with the nine, you might say, oh, I want to go through and see how um, how I can spiritually grow and how I can um, connect with God more as I know myself and as I know my number. So yeah. just wanted to throw that out. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, and thank all of you for uh, tuning in and listening. I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, I want to say, as we are on our way out, if you have any questions that you want to submit to us each yes. and every week, go to cthope.com slash Enneagram and you will be able to click on a button there. There's a form where you could submit any and all of your questions and we will try to get to those each and every week um, as we go through our series or as we do the podcast. So I guess until next week, thank you, Sarah. Appreciate very much you joining us and we'll see you all soon.